Today on the 1012 Podcast, myself, Daniel Alexander, and Chris Ross are joined by our guest picker, Stats O'War. Parker Fleming himself is here to help us make picks for all the Week 6 Big 12 games. That includes the final Big 12 Red River Rivalry, the Butt Bowl, Kansas State at Oklahoma State, UCF at Kansas, and of course, TCU at Iowa State. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome to the 1012, the podcast that covers all 14 teams in the Big 12 Conference, plus Colorado, Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah. We are the flagship show of the 1012 Network. Find every podcast in the network at 1012network.com, T-E-N, the number 12, the word network. And of course, we are partners with Sport Social, Europe's biggest sports podcast network. Today is Thursday. You know what that means, that myself, your host for this show every week, Philip Slavin, is going to be here making picks with my two good friends who join us every Thursday during the college football season. You know them as the LGGOG himself, Chris Ross. Hey, hopefully this week's better than uh, than last week. It feels like every other week that's what we are saying. Uh, and our pro picker himself, he is the man who spends most of his time in Vegas, Daniel Alexander. We're back. We're storming up the charts. I'm coming for that free beer, Chris. We'll watch out. Someone's going to enjoy a drink at the end of all this. Uh, and as we have mentioned, well, for the next few weeks, we will have a guest picker joining our ranks since we're kind of light as far as the uh, the load of Big 12 games. Joining us today, his voice you are very familiar with if you are a uh, longtime listener of the 1012 podcast, or if you just happen to be on Twitter or watch one of the, I think, 18 to 20 YouTube shows that he is now a part of. He is the man known as Stats O War on Twitter. He is Parker Fleming. How's it going, guys? Uh, I, you know, I like, I like, uh, Chris, you saying that it's hoping, hoping this week's better than the last and going back and forth. Cause for me, Betting on college football is just a series of me saying, oh, it's so over. And then, oh, we're so back just over and over and again. The cycle just changes every week. So hopefully we've got some good ones tonight. For every bad drive, there is a great putt and it keeps you addicted no matter how the day ends. Uh, Worst comes to worst, there's always beer. Uh, So let us recap what happened last week. Uh, we We had a tie for first and a tie for last Let's start with last. Uh, our guest picker, Miles, uh, he went two and five. Uh, so did our good friend Chris Ross here, two and five. Hit on the Texas minus 16 and a half versus Kansas. Hit on Oklahoma minus 20. The misses were Cincinnati minus two, Houston plus eight and a half, UCF minus 12, yeah. TCU minus 12, and Georgia State minus one. Two and five on the week brings your record to 26 and 23, still three games above 500. Not in a bad spot there, Chris. No, I mean I can't complain. Still above five hundred. You're gonna have you're gonna have some down weeks, but it's important to kind of bounce back and and learn. I don't feel like any of my reads were terrible last week. The games just didn't break my way. That's the right mindset to have. It's the great mindset to have. Is it's not my fault. It's theirs. They should have done what I wanted. Uh, Daniel and I went <laughs> four and three. <laughs> oh, UCF. Uh, Daniel hit on BYU plus two versus Cincinnati. Hit on Baylor minus 12 and a half versus UCF. 
you lucky son of a uh, hit on the under 52 and a half in TCU West Virginia and hit on Eastern Michigan plus seven and a half. The misses were Kansas plus 16 and a half. The under 51 in Texas Tech Houston. That one that one was over uh, after the game was seven seven and missed on Iowa State plus 24 and three on the week brings you to 24 and 25. Just a game below 500, sir. We're hanging and banging. We'll, we'll keep like I said. We'll roll up the charts here. Iowa State, I thought they were going to do a little bit better against Oklahoma. Uh, what was that other one? Dude, hey, that West Virginia game, I mean, I know it hit on the under. That surprised me. I was not thinking of not right win there. And uh, it feels a little fluky. I mean, West Virginia isn't terrible, but it doesn't feel – it doesn't feel legit. Sorry, Mountaineer fans. I mean, I had no stake on that, but what a weird season they're having. Daniel, not trusting the climb, sir, sir. They're coming for you in Morgantown. Uh, I also went four and three. Hit on BYU plus two. Hit on the under 61 and a half in Texas, Kansas. Hit on Oklahoma minus 20. And Kentucky minus one versus Florida. The misses were the under 51 in Texas Tech. Houston, again. That, <laughs> Donovan Smith goes seven for seven on the first drive. Tex, uh, Houston scores. Texas Tech returns the ensuing kickoff 100 yards. It's 7-7. Seven, seven. Um and I knew at that point the under was over. There was no way that game was going to go under. Uh, missed on UCF minus 12 along with Chris. That game, <laughs> the absolute most impossible comeback I have ever seen in my entire life. We didn't discuss this enough on Saturday, so I'm just going to hit this real quick. Reminder, Baylor not only had to have two touchdowns that they scored, they had to have two two-point conversions that they converted and had to have a fumble return for a touchdown just to be able to kick a game-winning field goal to put that one away and then get a stop at the end. Like, everything that had to go Baylor's way absolutely did good. I, I'm, I, don't, I don't think I'm ever quite going to get past the miracle at Magic Kingdom. That one just incredible. Well, and of course, miss you on remember, TCU minus 12. Yeah. You remember when, when Texas, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma State was up by like 24 points and ended up losing the game by like 24 points. I feel like this was worse than that. I don't know what the record is in the Big 12 for, you know, biggest lead choked away, but UCF might have taken it in their second game in the in the conference. Uh, that game you're referring to, I'm pretty sure Vince Young was the quarterback of Texas and OSU got up early and then Texas went, oh, yeah, we've got Vince Young and then just ran away with it in the second half. And I mean, like, it's not, but that's not the same. Like, Texas was a far better team than Oklahoma State mm-hmm. was that year. Like, it's not like Baylor was demonstratively better than UCF. They just, it just went weird uh so four and three on the week for me brings me to 25 and 24 one game above 500 uh so the standings are chris at 26 and 23 me at 25 24 daniel at 24 25 and our guest pickers at two and five parker's going to pick up the slack there uh as our second guest to see if the guests can uh, can write the ship here this week oh i'm ready you guys ready we're ready to do this let's do it hit it I love it. I'm excited. You're excited. We're all excited. We have six games on the docket today. Five Big 12 games and, of course, our non-Big 12 game that we will all pick. Uh, We are going to kick things off as we always do in chronological order. We have Oklahoma State hosting Kansas State in a Friday night affair. First Friday of October in Stillwater. Uh, This one, Kansas State. Currently about a 12-point favorite, depending upon where you shop. Uh, Over, under... I see a lot of 53s and a half. So I see some other random ones. We'll see if Daniel thinks that we can use them or not. Parker, as our guest, sir, I'm going to allow you to go first. What would you like? 
Um, I did I did not do my homework for this in the sense of the rules here. Can you clarify that for me? I'm okay if this is on air. I, I it's probably embarrassing on me, not on you. Uh am I am I can I pull up an odds board and pick what I like, or are we betting in a certain place, or are we just pulling out a line that's theoretically there? Every podcast is someone's first, so I'm happy to explain the rules. You're welcome to take whatever I've line never podcasted you before uh, in my life. <laughs> I don't believe you, but we'll we'll let you roll with that one for a minute. Uh, you're welcome to take any real line that is out there, uh, total, over, under, or uh, spread. Okay, then for this one, I'm going to go... I, so I made this right at the same number. Uh, for, for anyone who's listening who doesn't know who I am, which just seems absolutely absurd, given, Philip, that we've podcasted like 15 times together at this point. I do, I do a game. I do a, a preview for every game out there on Twitter. And so I'm just pulling that up and looking at this. I made this right about 12. So I don't love that 12 or 12 and a half number for Kansas State. Certainly don't want to bet on Oklahoma State here. So I, I see it DraftKings right now. I can get 11 and a half. Kansas State is a favorite. I'm going to go ahead and take Kansas State minus 11 and a half on Friday night. And we typically just let you know, we defer to Daniel on like what's a real line and what's a, like a not a real line, I guess. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, DraftKings <laughs> is fine. I mean, it's like, you know, when, you know, when Artichoke Joe's is hanging, you know, plus 16 yeah. in the whole world and the whole world's plus 11 or something. You know, yes, you I am on. Yeah. I'm on unabated right now, and I generally have you know stick to the core. The core couple. I, I like to give picks that are widely available. I think there's certainly ways to get value of saying like, "Hey, I ran to this book at this moment and got this play," but I don't think it's generally valuable for the public. So I will. I will stick to the the bigger, more accessible books for sure. Very good. All right, mm-hmm. Kansas State minus eleven and a half for Parker. Daniel, sir, you're up next. What would you like? About to curse these guys. I just know it. My my numbers actually cross 14 here for Kansas State, um, although I'm probably downgrading Oklahoma State a little bit more than market, and I recognize that, but I don't mind, but I'm a little bit off the market on stuff. So this is just a strictly numbers play. I see this line. I don't think it's correct. Uh, I, you know, it's, it's moving in the right direction for me, but um, is that Circa hanging an 11 right now? It is. Yeah, right. And, and I feel bad too. Let's give that to Parker. I mean, Circa, you know, right. we can use their line. So we'll take the best line for everyone. Yeah, yeah. Um that's great. This K State minus eleven. I, I I know it's a it's a Friday night, right? This game. Mm-hmm. It's kicking Friday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, short week stuff. I don't know. I just I'm not gonna read too much into it. There's value to me here at this eleven. Give me the Wildcats. All right, you can have it. Uh not only is this line available at 11 at Circa? You can also choose to take, let's say, Will Howard, plus or minus 28 and a half rushing yards over on Prize Picks, if that's something that you'd be interested in. Or maybe you want Will Howard 25, 255 and a half passing yards over under. Or maybe you're an OSU fan who's like, you know what? You know what? I'm a big fan of Zahn Stribling. And I think he's going to have a big night against Kansas State. On Friday night, and I think he'll go over the 53 and a half receiving yards that Price Picks has available. They've got multiple Big 12 games up right now. They've got players for Kansas State. They've got players for Oklahoma State. They've got Texas and Oklahoma for Red River. I actually saw some TCU. Maybe you uh, are a big Jared Wiley guy and think 32 and a half receiving yards is not enough for him against Iowa State. They've got Jalen Noel for Iowa State as well. So Price Picks has a ton of Big 12 picks for this weekend available right now at the time of recording so all you have to do is download the app 
Use the promo code NETWORK12, N-E-T-W-O-R-K-1-2. Receive a $100 instant deposit match up to, or 100% instant deposit match up to $100. So if you deposit $5, you get $5. You deposit $100, you get $100. Uh, Price Picks is the fun, best legal way to play player, player props across the country. Pick two to five players across any sport, like college football, maybe NFL, maybe WNBA, maybe Eurogolf, soccer, PGA, all sorts of sports available for you right now. So pick two to five players across any sport available and over under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. They've got plenty of stats to choose from. We just mentioned quite a few receiving yards, passing yards, rushing yards, touchdowns. It's a safe and easy way to play. It offers fast withdrawals, so there's no waiting around for your winnings. It is a ton of fun. I really like this one. Rushing yards for Will Howard. Against Oklahoma State, I think he might get a few more than 28 and a half. I think I might take the over on that one. So if you agree or you disagree, go download Prize Picks. Use that promo code NETWORK12 for a 100% deposit match up to $100 and make your picks today. All right, now I should make a, a real pick for, for this game. Um, look, I, I think I would love to take the total here, but it's way too on the money for me. I have zero reason to believe in, in Oklahoma State. Maybe if they had, I don't know, maybe Kansas State had played last week and Oklahoma State got a, a week off that Kansas State was playing on a short week. But both teams have had a week off. Both teams have had time to get healthy. It's a weeknight game, so it might get weird. But like, and I think Oklahoma State's going to throw a lot at this game because they're in a position where they, they kind of need to. Like, like Oklahoma State needs to right this ship. I just don't believe that they will. Did you know that, and shout out to Sports Social Analytics for this one, Oklahoma State leads the Power Five in missed tackle rate at 20.5% against Will Howard and the rushing attack from Kansas State. And No, thank you. I will ride with Daniel and Parker and take Kansas State minus 11 in this one. Chris? Why? Why are you guys all on the same side? I hate this. Oh, oh my goodness! I mean, this is this is at two scores. This is easy money, Daniel. I don't think your number is wrong. I think it's right on the money because, listen, I think Oklahoma State's being overvalued on the brand that they've built and not who they are this season, which is they're trash. They they're hot garbage and they're playing probably the worst of the three quarterbacks. And Bowman, yes, he's the most experienced, and Gundy always plays it safe. But what do you have to lose at this point? I mean. I don't know. Oklahoma State, I don't have any faith in them this year. I don't think Gundy is interested in really doing much other than collecting his paycheck, which is guaranteed to keep coming. Uh, I mean, look, Will, Will Howard's thrown some picks, four picks, but the Pokes are minus three in the turnover margin. Wildcats are three and one against the spread. Oklahoma State's being overvalued here. Yes, it's in still water, but I don't think that means anything. Give me uh, give me the Wildcats. And I guess we could just all be on the same side. I will note, now that I've looked it up, Oklahoma State is 5-1 and one as a home underdog since 2017 against the spread. So, Yeah, but how many times as a home underdog since 2017 have they absolutely been garbage? Almost cursed. Oh, yeah, I, Sorry. This like, is, like, no, mm-hmm. no. The problem yeah. with Oklahoma State is like, I, I, you, I don't feel like the trends apply right now. 
Like they, they mm-hmm. this no. is not an Oklahoma standard Oklahoma State team. And so like you should go against the trend with OSU right now because I think you're going to make more money that way than if you yeah. try and ride with what statistically and typically is the way to go. Like OSU is typically a good team to bet on. I don't think they are right now because I just don't think they're any good. So, all right, uh, as we do this in chronological order, we're moving on down to the final Red River Rivalry, Red River Shootout, if you uh, actually want to call it by the name that it should, that God gave it. Uh, as a Big 12 event, it's the end of this. It was only Big 12. I understand Big 12 fans are like, we don't care. Like, that's fine. Like, I'm still going to probably pay attention after I get back from the U4, U5 girls soccer team that I have to coach. Uh, right now, Texas is a six and a half point favorite. That's pretty much consistent across the board. Total, also pretty consistent at 60 and a half. Daniel, you're up first, sir. What would you like? Give me Oklahoma here. Texas, um, Texas, I, I just think has been uh, over. This is just my opinion, and I know, and I know some stat guys might kill me on this. Texas has been overperforming a little bit, in my opinion, uh, just as far as like final scores when you go look at box score and then how the units on the field have actually been playing out. I know it's a little bit of like some spreadsheet stuff, but simply put, I have this line way closer to like a three and a half. I do also think Oklahoma's defense is potentially a little bit overvalued. uh, Just when you look at the offenses that they've played so far this year and how they've performed, you know, someone is working on some adjusted stat or originating some adjusted stat might be able to correct me, but you know, again, box door stuff, the defense looks a little bit better than it should be. So I am going to take the six and a half here with Oklahoma in the rivalry game. And in the betting sense, I will actually probably be looking at the over a little bit here because I think both teams are going to be able to score on each other. Yeah, I don't like that we're two for two on agreeing with each other. Um, I'm going to read some things and then I'll tell you why I'm really picking why I'm picking. Uh, first of all, Texas' inability to finish drives on offense and Oklahoma's ability to stop teams in their tracks once they cross the 40 kind of tells me that, like, OU should be able to keep this game close. Uh, Texas has left points on the board all season. And like I said, OU, once teams cross the 40, like their defense, they'll give up some big plays here and there. But, like, they're doing a very good job. Here's my favorite one. Shout out to to our friend Keegan Renault for this. Uh, he put out, like, all the different projections. Parker, I'm going to steal yours because it's in this list. Uh, S- S&P Plus has Texas 29 <laughs> over OU 27. FEI has Oklahoma 32.8 to Texas 31.8. Uh, Parker, your graphic has a Texas 32.88, Oklahoma 25.6 dude. Tissue Index has Oklahoma 31, Texas 23. Our good friend Kelly Ford has Oklahoma by one and a half. Uh, Room 44 Bet has it by Texas two and a half. ESPN FPI has Oklahoma 54 and a half percent win probably. Like, this game just projects to be close. That all tells me that Oklahoma's probably the right side in this one to at least cover. Oh, by the way, I'm going to ride with the trend of Oklahoma at this point is 5-0 and against the spread on closing lines right before games kick off. I don't think that this line's probably going to move significantly unless someone just comes in with a whole ton of money or because something gets announced as far as an injury in this game. Daniel, I'm with you. Oklahoma to cover the 6.5. Chris? Yeah, I mean, you're right. If I, or if I, they efficiency likes Oklahoma in this, which is kind of surprising, um, is going in. I, I think uh, Texas is, I've all tested the, the better team so far this season. 
Uh, Texas is just really solid across the board. And I think that you, uh, I think maybe Daniel hit the nail on the head. I think it's going to come down to the Oklahoma defense versus the Texas offense. I think the Texas offense is a little bit better than anything they've seen so far. I don't know if they're going to have the same success that, they, that they've had to this point. Um, the highest ranked team has actually won this matchup 82% of the time. That's like a high margin for this game where they're typically evenly matched. Um, Texas is just so solid. I don't know how you bet against them, especially under a score. They, you know, Alabama, Oklahoma, I think are pretty evenly compared teams. Uh, Texas won that game by 10. Um, as far as talent and quality, yeah, there, there's differences in the team, sure. But, um, yeah, I'm going to, at under a score, I'm going to take Texas here and uh, maybe get some separation from you guys. All right, Parker. Um, I, I actually think I, I, I pretty strongly disagree with the idea that Texas has underperformed uh, or overperformed rather uh, relative to kind of what you saw in the efficiencies there. I think they've actually underperformed. Um, I think they left points on the board against uh, Alabama. They won that game by 10 in Tuscaloosa and, and left points on the board with a couple of drops and a couple of um, just, just stalled out drives there against Kansas. They had, um, let me read this uh, correctly. Oh, I don't know where it went. Okay, I had it, but I looked out. They had like three first downs inside the uh, red zone and uh, and came away with like three total points out of, out of all of those. I think they left a lot on the table in the Kansas game too. What's interesting about Texas and their ratings is one, kind of how they haven't finished drives. You wouldn't expect their drop rate to be so high consistently over the course of the season, especially with what we know about those uh, wide receivers. And um, I think it's very, very true that Sark knows Sark knows the bigger goal this year and is potentially doing that that thing where he's doing as little as possible against a team like Kansas, against a team like Rice in Wyoming. Uh, and so some of those efficiency metrics may be a little bit down just because I think they don't have to do very much to beat bad opponents. And they know that they've got a couple big games like the Alabama, like the Oklahoma here at the beginning, where they, any advantage they can keep, they're going to try to keep there. So I actually lean pretty strongly towards Texas here, especially at the six and a half. I know at one point it was up to seven uh, or seven and a half, and, and that's about where I make it. But if I'm if I'm forced to pick a side here, I think I'm actually t- trusting Texas more than I'm trusting uh, Oklahoma, especially given um, we've seen Texas against elite competition. We have not seen Oklahoma against elite competition, and and I want to say it out loud multiple times: allowing a full field touchdown score to the Iowa State Cyclones is a deeply embarrassing reality for for the Oklahoma defense. They should be ashamed. So I'll go with Texas to to cover as the favorite. I appreciate you taking any opportunity you can to throw in some Iowa State slander. Uh, continuing to stay, <laughs> stay on uh, on character. Uh, okay, so let's move on down to the only afternoon game in the Big Twelve this Saturday. That is Kansas hosting UCF. UCF hoping to lick its wounds after that embarrassing loss. I just like there's no other way to describe it than like you blew a 28 point lead midway through the third quarter. It's just incredible uh kansas currently a one and a half point favorite over ucf total is pretty much sitting at 65 across the board uh, i think i'm first here so um at this point i i think ucf's defense might just be bad like it just it might just be not like okay not good um like it's not just that baylor had this uncanny comeback like uh shout out 
because it was a combination of, of information, both from Bud Elliott of Cover 3 and then Travis Roeder, who does a great job covering Baylor. Uh, on Baylor's final eight drives, they went for 54.9 yards per drive and held UCF to 30.8. Like, UCF came out hot and fast and had a bunch of really quick scoring plays, and Baylor held onto the ball a lot, slowed that game down, and wore out UCF's defense. Now, look, they still had to have everything go their way to get that win. I just, I don't buy... UCS defense at this point. Kansas's offense is hard to prepare for. You almost have to play it once to really get a good read on it because they disguise and mask so much stuff. Like Jason Bean is going to look a whole hell of a lot better if he's the starter against UCF than he did against Texas. Throw in, I think we're going to see a lot of Devin Neal from Kansas in this game. To UCF defense, it's 80th in EPA per rush and 92nd in yards per game, giving up 156.8 yards per game on the ground. Kansas' defense can be plucky if they can force turnovers. That That's a really good thing. I'm taking the over. Like I think UCF will be able to score on Kansas. I think Kansas can be able to score on UCF. Uh, even at 65, and I know Kansas has played play slower than people realize and has had more to the under, but I think at 65, like I'm taking the over here. I just think there's going to be a decent amount of points scored. Chris. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll see if Daniels plays, I guess he didn't practice on Monday is the last report I saw, but he's a maybe, I think. Um, the report today is that he quote has not done much this week. End quote. Okay. Well then maybe <laughs> Which, not brother, so same. <laughs> okay. Well then, you know, all right, well, we'll see how this goes then. Uh, because here's the thing. I mean, I'm not going to pick UCF after last week. When What, what are we doing? They, like, that choke at home, now you're going to go on the road against another quality team. And, and I think this is just some growing pains. UCF is going to experience this, and uh, Houston and uh, uh, Cincinnati to a little bit here. Like, the, the, the power five – is a gauntlet week in and week out. You, you don't have a bunch of lesser competition that you can kind of, you know, just make sure you get the win and then play up for the, you know, two or three big games that you have and then get into a, a New Year's Six Bowl and, you know, and, and steal a win or something. Now, this is uh, every week is a quality opponent and you have to show up. And after what happened last week, I, they're going to have doubts. They're going to, I mean, we'll see. I We'll learn a lot about both these teams. To make this short, give me Kansas. Uh, Parker? I'm not actually super buying that Baylor did anything amazing in that second half there. Um, I mean, you look at like one of their touchdowns is 55 yards, so a short field, and they had the fumble return against UCF. And sometimes that's like, oh, for, like if UCS kicks that field goal, I don't think that I'm thinking about how it was a choke job and I should be worried. I should think like, oh man, they got a friggin' serious run of negative variants and their depth is a little bit thin and they survived it, but they didn't survive it. So I don't know if the outcome of that field goal that they had the opportunity to make there at the end was, um, you know, one way or the other really, really big. Um, didn't make a really, really big difference for me there. Um, but I, I am interested in this Kansas team. I mean, I think we saw that that they they and UCF are both similar in terms of offense and defense being a little more offense forward, being defense uh, w- with the defense being much worse. Um, both teams, you know, playing with a backup quarterback in this situation, um, and both teams really, really making a lot of hay on late downs on third and fourth down. Uh, UCF's twelfth, Kansas is twenty ninth, and both defenses, you know, bottom 
30, bottom 40 and in third and fourth down success. So should be a lot of drives that are, that are long um, and, and doing well. One thing to keep an eye on, I, I think is UCF has a really good field position advantage against Kansas. Kansas starting field position has been really, really bad. 89th in the nation on average, they're like 27.4 and UCF's allowing people uh, to start at their own 26.3, which is 34th in the nation. So um, big, big advantage there. I think I want to make Jason Bean throw a lot of passes. I want to commit to the rush and stop um, Devin Neal from, uh, you know, uh, beating me. I want them to beat me through the air. Uh, and, and so I'm actually going to lean towards UCF as a road, uh, a road dog here. I think these teams are, are a lot closer in talent. I think UCF actually has the better roster. Um, and in terms of depth, I, I don't think there's as big a gap here. And I think that UCF will be able to outlast. So I'm going to go with the Knights on the road. All right, Daniel. I've come along as well uh, with the Knights. I don't think Jalen's going to play. I mean, I, that's mm-hmm. just, I don't know, just, just seeing how he doesn't practice. Like yeah. yeah. He's not practicing Monday. It doesn't sound like it. The way this game has been bet tells me that um, people with respect to dollars uh, perhaps don't think he's going to play at the, at the college level. Someone like Jalen, uh, in my opinion, does matter to the spread. You know, you get some teams where it sort of doesn't matter if a guy's out, Um Without Jalen, a raw number, meaning no home field advantage, so take whatever home field you think Kansas has. But my raw number with no Jalen is UCF minus two and a half. So uh, I'm going to have some real money down on this game uh, once Saturday rolls around. I think I read, too, this is maybe their first time. Is this the first time both schools have ever played each other? That was an interesting stat. Uh but anyway, UCF, uh, I, I'm with you. A fluky second half. They lost to Baylor. Everyone saw it. But the way this is getting bet, no Jalen, respected money on UCF. I can get them at you know plus one and a half where I think they should be favored in this spot. UCF, let's roll. Uh, you are correct. These two teams have never faced off in football before. So that's just this is just a hunch. When that happens, I swear the over hits every time. That's just I, I have no that's just straight like old wives tale betting stuff. But let's just see. <laughs> let's just see what happens when two teams have never played each other. The over always hits. It's automatic. Nice hit. Well, nice and, hit and lack of familiarity is like really the biggest thing that Kansas's offense has going for it last year and this year. So when they play new opponents, that's certainly going to lead to more scoring. And I don't think Kansas has really played someone who's run the Gus offense at a decent clip. Am I crazy about that? I might regret saying that no. on air as I'm thinking out loud, but I'm pretty sure that Leipold has not had to face somebody like this. So points. Yeah, sure. Not not enough, you'd think, to have a, a, a ton of familiarity with it. So there you go. All right. Uh, moving on down, we got two night games in the Big 12. First up, we have the game affectionately known as the Butt Bowl. Baylor facing off against Texas Tech. Matchup in Texas. Texas Tech currently a one and a half point favorite total, hanging about sixty and a half. I, the total, if you're interested in the total, I see a couple other random numbers we might be able to get for you if that's uh, if that's your fancy. Chris, you're up first, sir. What would you like here? Man, Texas Tech, they were better last week than I thought they were going to be. That was uh, that was probably one I got wrong. I was a little too worried about the loss of uh, how do you pronounce his name. Shuck. Shuck, yeah. Um, I was probably a little too worried about that. Uh, man, oh, 
I'm blanking here. Oh, Morton, Morton did a uh, did a decent job at quarterback with them. I Baylor. This is where I think UCF kind of choked away that win more than Baylor went and got it. Um, I don't think Baylor just all of a sudden clicked and now they're you know some good team. Uh, I, I like I like Texas Tech to get this one. I'm surprised the line is actually this close. Uh, so uh, give me the Red Raiders. All right, I think who's got that? Daniel, are we taking One a win? And a yeah, yeah, you can you can bet win. Well, I mean, what are they? they are they at like minus one or something? Yeah, they've got a one. Everybody else is about one and a half. But eh, no, then then if the entire world's at one and a half, then then the traders right. at win are just they're just sleeping. All right, well, wake them up. One and a half. All <laughs> right, uh, Parker. I actually did a pretty long um, discussion on this today on the BetUS show and talked about how, like, I don't normally do vibe bets, but this is a bet where I just have a vibe. I just feel like the spirits have spoken to me here, and I can't shake this feeling that Baylor's going to win. Um, I, I just think that a couple things kind of go in Baylor's favor here. One, they've been great against Texas Tech historically. Uh, the only time Texas Tech has been known in recent history has been the COVID year. And uh, that was one point. And uh, I think we just got to throw that out the out the window there. So uh, I, I specifically think Joey McGuire um, on the road is not something I'm super interested in betting on here. And um, lastly, I think Texas Tech is really good at running the ball. Shout out to Joey McGuire mentioning EPA uh, in the press conference. Love to see it. They're fifth in EPA per rush. But if you look, they're also 24th in rush rate over expected. So they're you know, minus 7.4 percentage points more than the average team. So the, the reason their run game is really good is selection. With Baron Morton at quarterback, they're going to run more. That efficiency is going to come down. So the pass pass ceiling is already pretty low. It's going to come down some. That rush ceiling, they're going to have to rely on that more. And with that increased volume, they're going to decrease as well. So uh, I'm going to take the home dog. I'm going to take Baylor here um, <clears throat> to, to cover. And even I would like a money line um, straight up. I know it's one and one and a half, whatever. So that's not a huge deal. You should look at odds before making that decision. But uh, yeah, you can get a, <clears throat> a Baylor plus one and a half um, pretty widely available here. So one or one and a half, I like it either way. Uh, one and a half is, uh, is what we're rolling with. That's the best I can get you from that side. Uh, Daniel, you're up, sir. Yeah, this thing opened Baylor minus two. It was, uh, I mean, it was bet like instantly within minutes circa when they opened that. Moved to minus one, or excuse me, yeah, moved to Baylor minus one. So uh, full disclosure, real life, I was able to get down, uh, you know, for me, a pretty sizable bet on Texas Tech plus one. Uh, simply just put, my work has Texas Tech as a two and a half point favorite here. Uh, you know, when you're a better Lines open, you're able to get down at a good number and the line goes your way, three and a half points. You feel great about where you're sitting, but uh, it doesn't feed you. You still got to, you know, Texas Tech still needs to cover here. Now, Parker, it's funny you say that, man. It's uh, uh, I've got this bad feeling. This just feels like the whole world, everyone I talk to, every circle that I'm in, it's like, why did that line open where it was? And like, I know the line has moved. And I know right now Texas Tech looks like the right side, but I just have this terrible feeling that like, you know, it's like when we all pick the same game here, it's like everyone I'm talking to, it's like, oh yeah, Texas Tech's going to win this thing. They're going to, you know, they're going to cover. Baylor was fluky last week. The line was wrong. Watch. Baylor's just going to win this thing by double digits. It's so stupid. I hate betting. 
Do you think Baylor's just <laughs> cashing in on their on the reputation they built, though? I, I mean, okay, as as far as the market's concerned, no. Okay, so I mean, look, just you know, if this was some huge prime time game, you know, maybe a line, you know, let's make it up, but you know, it's it's Bama LSU, and both teams are good, and you know, maybe a line is shaded half a point one way or the other because of you know past perception of a program, but. The 2023 Baylor Bears are not affecting the line in any way based on past performance. It's just my opinion, but it's like, no, books aren't doing any of that. Um, so being long-winded here, just to say I've bet Texas Tech in real life. I just have a sinking suspicion that this is just going to be one of those weird games where nothing goes right. Texas Tech's already having a weird year. Give me Baylor plus one and a half here as I'm just going to hedge my real-life position. I hate that. I like that. I like that. All right. This has no impact on my decision. I just think it's interesting. Um, shout out to Travis Rader again. And then uh, Sam Bradshaw, second 365. Um, if you look at Texas Tech statistics this year compared to last year, offensive success rate, 52 or 42% both years. Defensive success rate, 39% last year, 40% this year. Offense is at about 34 yards per drive both years. Defense is giving up 33 yards per drive both years. <laughs> Like Texas Tech isn't significantly better or worse than they were last year. They just finished games last year, and this year they can't. Like you look at Oregon, couldn't finish the game. Wyoming couldn't finish the game. Uh, Houston, I take nothing away from games against Houston. That's more to do about Houston. I don't think you should ever take what someone did against Houston and apply it moving forward. Like uh, West Virginia, weird coaching decisions on offense, couldn't finish the game. Like I. At this point, I'm just not sure Texas Tech knows how to finish games um, at all. All that said, like, I don't... Baylor feels like the right side. I don't know how I feel about this game. I don't feel like I have a good read on it. I'm actually going to take the under 60 and a half in this one. Like, I, I could see a weird game where both teams run the ball fairly effectively it leads to a slower game baylor's going to want to slow the, the game down anyway it's close so no one's having to like score quickly and texas tech's not going to do this week what happened against houston last week because it's houston's houston so i'm just going to ride with the under i think it's close to 60 but i think i'm i think i'm going to be safe there all right last big 12 game on the docket for this week but first we just talked about the butt bowl you know what's not butt charlie hustle and the incredible collection of clothes that they have for you there. This podcast and every podcast in the 1012 Network is brought to you by our friends at Charlie Hustle Clothing Company. They're a vintage-inspired clothing company based out of Kansas City that loves the Big 12 and specializes in collegiate and hometown apparel. Charlie Hustle wants you to be the best-dressed fan this season, so be sure to check out their wide selection of officially licensed collegiate apparel today and show off your school spirit all season Long Today is the first day I felt a chill in the air, which means it's about time to be buying some sweaters and some hoodies, fellas, for yourself, and buy an extra because your ladies are going to steal them because that's what always happens. And especially once you get a Charlie Hustle sweater or hoodie because they're very comfortable, you're not going to be hanging on to it. And they've got some fantastic stuff for every Big 12 team. Yes, Cincinnati fans, I know. They don't have Cincinnati yet. They're working on it. Don't worry. They do have Colorado as well. Those are just some of the more than 30 schools that they have to choose from. Plus, if you're a fan of just the city of Kansas City, city and the chiefs and being around that area they've got a ton of stuff that you might like as well so go to charliehustle.com use the promo code 
10, 12, 15. T-E-N-1215 for 15% off all non-sale items. Notice I didn't say first-time purchase, whatever. I just said all non-sale items, so buy yourself something now. Maybe uh, throw a few things in the cart for friends and family at the holiday season. And remember that promo code 101215 for 15% off all non-sale items at charliehustle.com. Charlie Hustle, vintage, made, fresh. All right, last Big 12 game of the weekend. Just five Big 12 games. Whew, man, it's just not not enough. Uh, TCU on the road at Iowa State. This is just a... I don't know why TCU versus Iowa State has never not feel like a weird game to me. I don't know why. It just does. Uh, at the moment, TCU, a six and a half point favorite. There are a couple six sixes out there if that's something that uh, interests you. Uh, total about 52 and a half. I think I see a few 53s if that's something more. Man, this line has gone way up. Opened at what, 44 and a half? And now it's all the way up to 52 and a half? That is wild. Uh, I believe, Parker, you're up first, sir. Perfect. We're talking TCU. What would you like, sir? Um, yeah, so TCU has not won in Ames in one, two, three, three straight tries. Um, they haven't won in Ames. Last time was 2015. So pre-Campbell PC maybe doesn't count for our current uh, purposes here um, and, and did struggle on the road. One thing that I'm really worried about here for TCU is um, specifically that we've seen that TCU's offense cannot do anything in the red zone. There's no innovation. There's no kind of dude at the wide receiver position. There's no go-to option um, in the red zone. And they've lost a couple games. They should have won because they couldn't finish in the red zone. They're currently 82nd at finishing drives. By my numbers, um, Iowa State's defense, uh, 41st in finishing drives allowed. I'm going to give the edge to Iowa State there. I think they're going to make this a rock fight, kind of bring TCU down into the mud. Iowa State's offense, not very successful, uh, 111th in passing success rate, but 54th in EPA per pass. So when your uh, explosiveness or your efficiency kind of outweighs your success rate there, that means that when you are getting those successful plays, you are popping off a few big ones. That's all Iowa State needs here to get TCU into a script where they're going to have to drop back and rely on Chandler Morris and that offensive line to play almost perfectly to make anything kind of happen. So Rocco Beck's been slinging the ball a little bit. Um not to mention it's the Jack Trice legacy game and people are going to be amped up for that. I think the atmosphere is going to be pretty crazy here. So I think TC probably pulls this one away, but uh, Iowa State's going to make this way more uncomfortable than it needs to be. I'll, I'll take Iowa State in the points. Daniel? We'll do this again, aren't we? Matt Campbell, conference games. He's 11-5 against the spread as a dog when he's coming off a loss. Um, when they're double-digit losses, he's 4-0 against the spread as a dog. Just interesting, you know, not enough sample there to get really too excited, but tells me something. Teams are engaged. Uh, you know, he goes and gets blown out and he comes back and he's a dog in the next game. You know, maybe there's some evidence that he runs a good week of practice. He gets the team to buy into whatever the message is for the week and he comes back and covers the spread. Uh, the line, in my opinion, is pretty darn close to right. I mean, my, my raw number with no home field advantage is TCU minus six. You know, maybe I'll give a little bit of a home field advantage edge to an Iowa State team more so than like a Bowling Green or something. So, you know, maybe this line should be closer to four or four and a half by line numbers. I like the Matt Campbell trends. Uh, I like my numbers. I'm going to take Iowa State plus six and a half. Um, uh, you know what? I'm just going to do it. This line has come up. This total has come up so 
much. And I don't understand. Daniel, give me a read here. How do you take a line at 44 and a half and bet it all the way up to 52 and a half? Like what's, what's, what do all the bettors know that says this line is that it's way too low. So one, one tough thing about, you know, we're going to get into like a little bit of like some weeds and some educational stuff here for uh, betting. But um, so that open that you saw, I don't want to say it's a fake open, but you know, people want to get early to the market now. Um, some books do, and they start you with really low limits, but they just want to get a number out there to get people betting. So that 44 and a half, I don't know where it opened, probably something like a points bet uh, in New Jersey or New York or something, or maybe it was a DraftKings or FanDuel uh, somewhere. And when they open that, it's like you can bet a hundred bucks or 200 bucks and they'll move the line point, point and a half, two points off a $250 bet. Um, they're just trying to sort of test the market, if you will, by just getting a number out there. And then it's funny because better say, oh, you know, I moved the lines and I did this and I did that. It's like, well, hey, man, they're putting it out there for you to move the line with 100 bucks. So don't get too excited. Uh, Circa opened this at 50. And, you know, just simply put right now in the college football marketplace, you you look at where Circa opened a number if you're looking at sort of a real opener. So you have, hold uh, on. You have it as 50? When, when Circa opened this. Oh, okay. So, so, the, so, so the, the, I always go off the graphic they post on Sundays around like one one thirty whenever they post it. The graphic that they put out on Twitter was opening the total at 44 and a half. So that is uh, then, interesting. Uh, then it moved within seconds. I mean, then, then, then they moved it by the time it hit the lines. So this game, they opened at 11.15 a.m. And at 11.16 a.m., it was 50. 11, 16, and nine seconds, it was 50. So it's like there was probably 60 seconds of taking money on a line. And they just immediately said, like, okay, we're off here. Um, Which is just the price, the price they pay to get a good like they they know who the sharp guys are, and they're just like, hey, I know he's gonna bet, and we're gonna move it on that action, and we're gonna pay him for his information there. Like the best way to get a right answer is to write down a wrong answer. And and then circa on those openers, the max that they'll take. Uh, is a thousand dollars. So it's like you know they're they're yeah, yeah I was gonna say one yeah one k is there. Yeah. That's their max on those like very immediate <clears throat> opening totals. So you know they'll have a few thousand dollars of liability, uh, which you know I, I don't know the inner workings of their business, but I assume they sort of don't care about taking three, four, five thousand dollars of information to get the line right from people who know. Uh, sorry if that was long winded, but you know just just no, telling you. It's very. Yeah, I, 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 I I would assume. Uh, I don't know for sure. I would assume DraftKings opened a number before Circa. DraftKings has been uh, beating Circa to like Power Five games at least. Uh, so um, I don't bet at DraftKings. So I'm just talking off what I see on my board. But that's what happens. So yeah, there has been a dramatic move, but all of those moves that happened, we'll say like literally within the first 15, 30, 45 seconds of a line being open, it's sort of hard to put the same stock in them as uh, the term that people use is once the market matures, right? Once the line has been out for a few hours, a day or two, then it's like what kind of movement has happened. So, Okay. Good yeah. to know. Uh, okay. We're not taking win or station, right? We don't trust them. Mm, I mean, if they're the same, if, if, if those two are way off, everybody, 
Sorry, when, man. When, when in station, you're hanging 253s. Everyone else has got a 52 and a half. Oh, okay. We'll give it to you. Great. Under 53. That's just, that's yeah, just good yeah, shots. I always, always. Thank you, vcin.com. Always shop around. All right. Unless it's like minus 150 compared to minus 110 or something. It's, it's not like it crazy. It doesn't show that, half point, right? that. It just shows the number. Oh. Um, I mean, stations of st- stations. That's okay. Stations. That's okay for. Okay. So if it's like stations and win have it. Okay. Yeah, I'll give you that half point. Stations and win have both have it. All right, great. I'll take an under 53. That was a very long-winded way of, of saying I'll take an under. <laughs> uh, Chris. Yeah. Uh, which game were we talking about here? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, I don't know what you guys are really worried about with this one. Iowa State lost to Oklahoma State in in Ames this year. I don't know. Jack Trice is not some magical place. Um, give me TCU. Wait, what? Am I right there? Right? Is it give me TCU? O- Oklahoma Other State way. lost to Iowa State. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I read that backwards. Well, I'm an idiot. We can just delete all that. I just nope. said. It, that we we delete. But uh, no, we'll just edit that out. But uh, I'm pick still saying. I mean, it's under a touchdown. I like TCU. I have seven to ten here. So, uh, right. TCU. All right, I love it. All right, we wrap the show up the same way we always do uh, with a non-Big Twelve pick. You can pick anything off the board that's not Big Twelve related, uh, total or against the spread, as you, whatever you would like. Uh, Daniel, you're up first, sir. What you want? There's a lot of good spots this week. I'm going to go with a little tried and true one, just one that I love, a spot where I'm going to have money down, 9 a.m., early morning game, a little Big Ten action, Rutgers and Wisconsin. Uh, I love that this total has been bet down as much as it has. I just need Rutgers to hang on. They're catching 13 right now uh, against this Wisconsin team. I think just with the pace of this game, we're looking at something like a 24-13 you know, 27, 14, you know, uh, you know, maybe I can get a push or something like that, but Rutgers is going to keep this close enough. They're going to be able to score on Wisconsin. So that 13 is too much, uh, for my numbers, this is too big of a spread for too low of a total with a team that's going to be able to get, make points happen. Rutgers plus 13 and a half. Yep. Looks like, yep. Yeah. you got a hook. Yep. That's there for you. Uh, okay. Uh, it's one for me last week, so I'm sticking with the rule. It's another unranked favorite versus a ranked dog. UCLA hosting Washington State. Uh, right now, hold on, last check, UCLA was a three-point favorite. Let's make sure that's still where it's at. Yep, I got a lot of threes on the board. I will take UCLA minus three. This rule works. I'm going to stick with it, and I will take the Bruins. Uh, Chris. Yeah, Daniel, I have a question for you. Where did the Kentucky-Georgia game open up at, at Serga? Oh shit! I don't know. Oh, excuse me. Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> the, the open shows twenty three and a half, and it's moved all the way down to fourteen and a half. Um, if that twenty three and a half is legit, uh, circa shows a fifteen. Okay. Or at least the shirt, the circa sense. graphic I have from Sunday, which you know, uh, has a fifteen. That makes more sense. And I will. Yeah, I got a fifteen. Yeah. yeah so I mean that that makes more sense, but that movement got me looking at this game. And I typically shy away from marquee games like this because I think the lines are typically about right. Uh, But in this case, I think Kentucky, this is going to be the most value Kentucky ever has this season. And conversely, Georgia is actually, they have not, I think they're like 0-3 against the spread right now. Um, 0-5, yeah. If I knew how to count. 
uh, 0 5 against the spread. They haven't covered a line yet. But I think this is the week they do it. Uh, Kentucky, you know, it's a good story. They haven't really played anybody. Um, at Georgia, Georgia's really good. I'm, give me the dogs. You think Georgia covers a more than two touchdown spread? In I wish it was thirteen and a half. A by rock fight, point, but yeah. excellent. Okay, uh, Parker. Uh, I hope you guys can see. This is me physically holding my nose and betting Nebraska <laughs> plus three and a half. <laughs> Illinois stinks. They're terrible, and I hate that I'm betting Nebraska. But I think the one thing about Nebraska here is that they failed publicly. Early on, they've had a couple spots where they were just a disaster kind of publicly, and they settled down a little bit. Illinois, on the defensive side of things, is just not – they're just a shell of what they were last year. So, um, yeah, I'm going to – I am gonna. I hate it. I don't know. This might be the only time I bet on Nebraska the entire season, but especially because you can get that three-and-a-half. Uh, I think DraftKings has it. FanDuel's making you pay a little bit for three-and-a-half, but you can get it at, at DraftKings. Uh, I'm going to take the – I'm going to take Nebraska as a road dog here. I, I just – Illinois defense, man. Ugh. And, and, and Altmaier is a robot for Illinois. I mean, he's very good at kind of if then, but if you can disrupt it all, um, he's, he's really off his game and Nebraska's struggled this year when a quarterback can kind of create in space. And I'd say a lot of things about Luke Altmaier, but creating in space is not something that I'd say he's, he's good at. So uh, I, again, hate it, hold my nose, but Nebraska's uh, one I like here. That's awesome. That is, that is, I believe we would call that a sicko play. If you're betting on Nebraska for any reason whatsoever, uh, it's a big 10 it's a big 10 I match mean, <laughs> it is it also feels like a very big 10 matchup which is gross uh parker appreciate it man always i always enjoy having you on the show here and uh fun having a good time making some picks with you this week uh you can follow parker on twitter x whatever you want to call it at stats o war uh, the Bet US show is one of the betting shows that I listen to every week. Parts one and two drop on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. So go check that one out on YouTube. Of course, you should be subscribed to us on YouTube at 1012 Podcast as well. 1012 Network for Twitter. Uh, you can follow Daniel on Twitter at DannerB7, D A N N E R B7. Don't forget, check out Charlie Hustle. Check out Prize Picks. Use those promo codes ten twelve fifteen on Charlie. Uh, Network twelve on Prize Picks. Check out the ten twelve Network Patreon link is in the show notes. Uh, we just dropped <laughs> uh, Jamie's Big Twelve Tarot card readings for this week is on the uh, Patreon now. So I would suggest that you go and uh, subscribe to read those. I didn't know you guys did that, Philip. But if you asked me what Jamie did on the podcast, I would say something like tarot cards. She, we call her the Vibe Queen for a reason. Uh, Chris Ross is not on Twitter, so you can just DM us if you want us to pass along a message. Uh, I'll do that, um, and I might just blame all of you when I send him something mean. So uh, enjoy this weekend of games. We'll be back on Monday to recap the weekend that was. And look ahead to the week that will be. Podcast Network.